All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. What up, everybody? It's Laia. Welcome back to part two of the Questlove Supreme interview with Kathy Hughes. In part one, Ms. Hughes spoke about growing up in Omaha, Nebraska, her move into radio, and creating The Quiet Storm, which may be responsible for a large part of the population today. Mm-hmm. If you still need to listen or watch, mm-hmm, please do. Here is part two which is a special episode for me because I get to tell Miss Hughes what she means to my life and career as she tells more stories from her incredible journey. Join us as we celebrate this Women's History Month and honor great women year-round on QLS. I know that you have your shows that are are syndicated, i.e. Steve Martin, Steve will do something from L.A., but it goes to, like, whatever, 100 markets, whatever. Ricky's in Alabama. Okay. So what I want to know is how are you able, are you the micromanaged type in, in terms of, like, okay, now I'm certain that there's the technology that exists where you can instantly listen to your Houston station and quickly switch to your Chicago station if you want to. How were you able to do that back in the day before this technology, before the internet just colonized everything and made it accessible? How are you able to check your 12 stations back in 1989, 1990? By going to the, but also remember, I started on the East Coast. So first it was DC, then it was Baltimore. Okay, then it was Philadelphia. We, We expanded in a pattern. Okay. okay, it wasn't until we bought the um, Clear Channel stations, uh, the iHeart stations, that we actually went to the West Coast, uh, that we actually picked up stations, uh, stations in like St. Louis. So we're back now basically just concentrated on the East Coast because that, that it's easier for us to get to 
um, our stations and to our people. So back then, you just had to travel. Uh, and even though the technology wasn't your computer, and then there were phone numbers that you could dial in and listen to. I was just about to say she was hotline and we out of nowhere, too. Right, exactly. Oh, so okay. you would be like, all right, let me see what Lai is doing right now. And you would call a hotline to hear exactly what's happening in Philly. Totally. And so, Laia, was she the type to, like, give you notes? Like, you didn't reach the... Well, Amir, you remember we had a warm line and a hotline, right? The warm right. line was the number that all the labels, the artists, and people had. The hotline was a number that only management had. So, so when you saw that ring, you knew... Dun, 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 dun. Close out the break. Close out the break. Close out, close out the break. Close out the break. Close out the break. Close really? Out the break. Yeah. Close out the break. <laughs> The warm line. I never the heard that. The hot line. No, the hot. Yeah, all my, all, to this the day, warm. we have a warm line and we have a hot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Uh, and, and so we did it by telephone back then. You could actually listen okay. on the stations. Yeah, so we, we heard them, okay? We heard mm-hmm. them. But um, uh, the reality is, uh, back to your original question about them growing big and becoming... <clears throat> The way radio has consolidated, they ain't a whole bunch of opportunities even for the big names. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's not a much, uh, there's not a whole bunch of opportunity to lose them to another. Now they we may lose them to another industry, another discipline, another career. Yeah. But there's not much danger in, you know, I mean, um, Donnie Simpson was retired when we convinced him to come back. Okay. If he leaves me, he's going back to retirement. He's not going to work at another station. station. Going to play with the grandbabies. The same way, uh, I mean, D.L. Hughley and Ricky Smiley both have it perfect because with technology, they still do their stand-up, okay? Mm -hmm. They still pack houses. And so, you know, where are they going to go? Because certain other corporations do have prohibition, uh, okay, and limitations on what you can do. I want my people to be as successful as possible because with their success, like I said, a rising tide lifts all boats. That means they can employ people. Okay. I Matra. Love that yeah. shit. I need you to tell these fine fellas the story of how you did become a personality and decided to do a morning show with a fellow named Dick Gregory in D.C. Oh. So when I had the opportunity to buy my first radio station, (laughs) we did what's called a format search, which tells you where there's a hold hole in the um, uh, market and the hole in the market was information for African-Americans. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. What no one told me was that news talk is the most expensive of all radio formats. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Why? An air personality can run their board, can answer their own phone. They can do news talk is the most expensive because you have to have, you have to have an ensemble. You have to have to do a, a show in news talk, okay? It's not possible for one air personality, okay, or two people to do it. And so I was not able to service my debt. Again, I knew how to run radio. I knew how to create radio. I did not know the business of radio. And uh, here it is, 1981, the prime went into the mid-20s. I was paying two and a half points over prime. My first quarter of being in business, my interest rate was 27.5%. Wow. 
Okay. It was impossible for me to service my debt and support a news talk format. So after about a year of me being, um, my father was a CPA and my father taught me that one of the things that causes uh, a lot of people to fail in business is that they destroy their credibility with people that they owe money to. And he taught me never to hide from a phone call from someone that I owe, owe money to and never not pay them something. And so each month during this time when the interest rates are in the mid to upper 20s and I can't service my debt and run my station, if I owed you $1,000, you might get a check for 300 but you got something um, every month from me, okay? So I maintained my credibility with my lenders to get me through this period. But at a certain point, my lenders came to me and they said to me, you can't afford a news talk format. You don't have the resources. You don't have the experience to do this. You have to go back to music. Well, I had already done this research and so I knew that, number one, I was an AM station. How was I going to compete against the monster I had created at WHUR? Okay, I had created, I was an expert on FM. I had, you know, cut my teeth on FM in the D.C. market. So they want me to play music up against, I have no separation of sound. Okay, because to this day, there's very little, if any, AM stereo anywhere in radio. Okay. All right. There is no separation. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm be mono and they stereo. No, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and so they said to me, if you want to keep one shift, it has to be morning drive. And the only way you to keep it is for you to do the show yourself because you're the only person you can afford. And it was just like a light bulb going off. It was like, that's a great idea. Okay. And so I convinced my then husband, Dewey Hughes, that we would go on the air. And Dewey lasted about three months because by now he's got 14 Emmys. He's in television. He's working for NBC. Okay. He's not interested in doing radio. And so he says he's going to move to California and suggest that I come with him. (laughs) Okay. And I said, no. I can't leave my radio station. People are dependent on me. I said, I'm going to do the show by myself. And he said, I wouldn't advise that. And then out of nowhere, like an angel, Dick Gregory descended on me. (laughs) And one of the jokes on the air was that he was my permanent guest because Dick, some days when I was too tired or was sick or couldn't do the show or I had to do a promotion or speak somewhere, Dick would do the show in my absence. But we used to always joke on the air about it's called the Kathy Hughes Morning Show with permanent mm-hmm. guest Dick Gregory. Mm-hmm. But for many years, Dick Gregory was there every morning. Dick Gregory would not accept a penny of compensation and said to me that in his life and his career, that two people had resurrected him from where he was and elevated him to where God intended for him to be. One was Hugh Hefner, who put him in the Playboy circuit and Uh really started him as a big personality. And me, when I allowed him to do my morning show uh, with me, because uh, number one, um, if people start booking him again, 
his popularity started to rise. Once again, he was being invited to college campuses to speak. Um, you know, he was never on Oprah's show because Oprah thought he was too radical. People considered him a conspiracy theorist. Okay. And yet everything we ever talked about turned out maybe years later to be the truth. It, okay. <laughs> right. It might have been a conspiracy because but it was still a real conspiracy. Okay, mm -hmm. it was actually taking place. And uh, I cannot tell you how blessed. He said that I made a difference in his career. He made a difference in my life and my career because the topics that we covered, the information that we disseminated during morning drive, I never will forget the morning that Lee Atwater called in and he said, uh, so uh, Miss Hughes and Mr. Gregory, this is Lee Atwater. I am the president's blah, blah, blah. And we said, we know who you are, Lee Atwater. Mm. Okay. And he says, uh, I don't know if you are aware, but uh, everybody at the White House has to listen to the Kathy Hughes uh, and Dick Gregory show in the morning because all the staff here keeps all the radios tuned. And I said, so are you telling me that the president listens to the morning show? We don't have any choice. We all listen to it. And he became a regular listener and caller to the show. But wow. I know that was because of Dick Gregory. Then one day I'm on the national board of the Urban League. And I tell Dick to come go with me that uh, President uh, Bush uh, was the speaker. And so we're going down the receiving line afterwards. <laughs> President and mm. the president talks about how Dick was his graduation speaker at Yale University, Whoa. and that he start quoting him, and and the president's handlers are trying to put uh, President Bush, President Bush, they trying to move him, and he said, "Whoa, I'm talking to Mr. Gregory," and so Dick said, "Well, let me introduce you to Cat. Oh, I know who Miss Hughes is. I have to listen to her show in the morning. Sometimes she's talking about me real bad, and you helping her." Okay. What? Right. <laughs> okay. And you helped him. But Mr. Gregory, you changed my life with that graduation speech. Dick brought so much credibility and brilliance to that show that to this day, to this day, people fill out their diary saying that they listen to Kathy Hughes in the morning with Dick, it's a permanent guest, Dick Gregory. And Dick's been dead. Quite a few years now, and I've been off the air quite a few years, but that was the impact that we had in the nation's mm. capital. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. If that city couldn't have got any blacker, it was like, we didn't think it could get any blacker. And here comes, y'all. Here it is. Yeah, I want to know, uh, I want to ask you, uh, Miss Kathy, you were a young mom, and, like, so you were talking about, you know, you have people that would watch your kid. How did you balance motherhood, like, in the middle of all this? It, it, I didn't have to balance it. It was my top priority. Okay. It was my top priority. I never, uh, my son laughs and says that he had to be 14 before he didn't, he learned that everybody didn't work or grow up in a radio station. <laughs> Melvin Lindsay picked him up from school. I, I love to cook. Okay. I cook like somebody's grandmama. Okay. I cook. And um, so uh, I would cook on the weekends for the whole week. Bring the food to the radio station. I do my homework with his homework with him. And then I had a sleeping bag. If I had to stay late, okay, uh, he was my date. Uh, Howard used to complain because I had a little tuxedo for him. Okay, we get dressed at the radio station. We go to affairs because I didn't know anybody. I couldn't leave him. I didn't want to leave him with anyone other than Melvin, okay, who helped me. And um, he grew up 
in the radio station. I mean, uh, Robin Holden used to put him out all the time. She teases him now about that. She said, you know how many times I put you out by station? Because he would be down there helping her out. And she said, no, I don't need any help, okay? But uh, no, never was I confused. My first priority, I never thought that I would have a career. I thought that what God intended for me to be was a radio personality syndicated. I'd only have to work four hours a day. And then the rest of the time, I would take care of the five sons that God was going to bless me with and a, <laughs> husband, and a husband. And that my most important decision would be what I was going to cook for them that evening. Oh, it's, said, it's 17. <laughs> the good Lord blessed me with the one child that I would have. And, uh, you know, I'm single now, um, but, you know, God uh, has blessed me with two husbands and uh, one of whom is deceased, my son's father. And then Dewey Hughes, who, um, you know, you may remember the movie Talk to Me. Talk to Me. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you about P.D. Green. Did you have any, like, what was it like with him? Did y'all interact? I knew P.D. Green before I ever met Dewey. Like I told you, the way I met Dewey was he was bringing Melvin Lindsay back to work mm -hmm. for me at WHUR. I knew Petey because Petey was dating my roommate and uh, spending a lot of nights up in our uh, townhouse. <laughs> and everyone's, you know, why weren't you in the movie? The reason I was not in the movie was because I was not in Washington, D.C. By the mm -hmm. time I got to Washington, D.C., Petey Green was bigger than life. Okay. Mm. We had all these Emmys. He was working in television. And I didn't know him. I knew who he was. Okay, because but they do mention you only because and Casey Lemons, who you know just did um, uh, the um, 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 Whitney uh, Houston uh, movie, right? The Whitney mm -hmm. Houston movie. Casey Lemons. Uh, the way they do movies is they test them. Okay, and the test ninety percent of everyone they showed the movie to said, "Well, where is Kathy? Kathy. Okay, all right. Uh, why isn't she in the movie?" <laughs> I was in the movie because I didn't even know Dewey existed, nor Petey. I was living in Omaha during the Also, the, the end is a lie. That's the name's Hollywood. That's cute. Okay. So they added that <laughs> in the line at the end. How's cool. Kathy's show doing? And he says, it's doing great. That's the ending line. But, you know, I'm so honored because Don Cheadle says to this day that the Petey Green role was his favorite all-time role. I, I was going to ask you, how do you think, you know, like, you know, uh, Chi would tell how him playing uh, Dewey, was that accurate to the person you knew? Dewey Tell and Dewey are friends to this day. He was so, okay. Dewey's idol was Johnny Carson. Okay. Mm. Uh, being from Omaha, part of his, you know, conversation with me on our first dates had to do with Johnny Carson. Okay. Because <laughs> Omaha is about as big as you all studio. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. yeah. all right. Okay, and so everybody in Omaha, and like I told you, it's only black folks and white folks. And I think our population when I was growing up was right around 200,000 people. Okay, of which about mm -hmm. 20,000 were black. Okay, and so everybody knew everybody. So, you know, Dewey's infatuation with, with Johnny Carson, yeah, Dewey, Dewey is still the same way to this day. Yo, what's up? This is Fonte, Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson, 
Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. How do you know when someone who wasn't a communications major is ready for prime time, ready for the big time? Like, you know, oftentimes, like a lot of people in hip hop, you know, Moni Love sort of transitions from hip hop to radio, Chub Rock transitions from hip hop to radio like right now like a lot of the people I grew up listening to as hip hop MCs and DJs and whatnot are now transitioning to like even I'll be sure having his show and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So how do you how do you know <laughs> look at LL when- Cool J we just honored him Monday night okay with the icon award mm-hmm. and uh it got left on the editing floor but the LL Cool J story was LL Cool J was a member of um, Congressman Flake's church. Floyd Flake, mm-hmm. uh, Flake resigned as a congressman to go serve his congregation. He was like, I'm not, I'm not helping folks be in, in Congress. So he went home and he called me one day and uh, he said that a member of his congregation uh, named Todd, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> but was asking him about pursuing acting. And this is when LL was at the height 
of his hip hop mm-hmm. career. Okay, but he, he was getting offers because you know how they use the rappers for cameos and right. you know, and some right. of them, like most deaf, I thought mm-hmm. was one of the best actors. Okay, the, mm-hmm. the movie he did where he played the doctor, which was a true story. Okay, yeah, the, something okay, the urgent. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I thought that that was brilliant. I thought he was going to be you know as big as Denzel. Uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they asked my opinion. And um, I told him that from what I had seen of his acting, he was great and that, you know, uh, I would encourage him to uh, pursue that. One of my blessings is my best friend for many decades is Deanna Williams. And Deanna Williams has an eye and an ear for talent like none other. And I depend quite heavily on her. Okay, I may have a feeling about somebody, but I'll ask Dee to take a look at them or listen to them or, you know, check them out and see what her opinion is. I rely very heavily and have for many, many decades. Deanna and I have been besties for probably half a century, to be honest about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the reality is I depend quite heavily on, um, you know, Deanna's input because she has the best eye and ear. Okay, I'm better with music uh, because I have been tone deaf most of my life and uh, from a childhood accident. And so uh, it used to be uh, when um, the um, uh, music um, uh, reps would come to the station, they'd always play the new music for me because the joke was if I could hear a hit, it was definitely a hit. If it moved me, okay, seriously, uh, that was the case when Jean Riggins was general manager at Universal. She said, I want you to hear this song. He's from your hometown. I said, Nellie is not from my hometown. (laughs) And it was the country grammar grammar that she was playing for me. Quincy Jones has said to me that getting a hit wasn't really as complicated as a lot of people figured. You have to hit a chord that's familiar to the listener. Right. And so when I heard Nellie's country grammar, I was like, everybody knows nursery rhymes. Right. <laughs> and so I said to Jean, I said, I hear this. And she said, okay, we're going to sign him. Okay. <laughs> and did. Uh, but in terms of on air talent, the two, I have been blessed with the two greatest air personalities that have lived during my lifetime, Tom Joyner and Deanna Williams. I don't think that they have, there's no one comparable to their level of talent. There is no one comparable uh, to what both of them have done in different ways, but to help individuals in the communications industry. Um, and so to have close friendships with both Tom Joyner and Deanna makes me look a lot smarter than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. We didn't even get to TV one and unsung, but I, there's one thing I do want to know. How good are you with the archival part of your, your business as far as maintaining old radio shows from yesteryear and whatnot because i think oftentimes when we're building and i say it's an empire whether you say it's small fries i say it's an (laughs) empire 
Um, when you're building an well, empire. A little empire. A little empire. <laughs> nah, we think I'm big. You're building an empire. You know, oftentimes we don't think we're making history day to day. But then like 30 years go by and like if I want to hear, you know, what was radio like in 1978? Blah, 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 or whatever. Like how good are you with archiving like historical moments that have happened at any of your radio stations? So uh, I now have a full-time archivist uh, that's trying to, to get individuals, um, uh, my listeners who have recorded things. To be very honest with you, I didn't have the money to store things. I wasn't going to pay for a storage bin. When I moved, we threw it away. We Reuse threw the, the stuff away. Okay. Because I, I was living it. Okay. I was living it. Um, I was trying to survive. I wasn't interested in history. Okay. I was just mm-hmm. trying to build a company, keep people. You know, I, I, I'm blessed to say that never once have I had a check bounce in the 43 years I've been in business. Not once have I had a check bounce. Not once have I had an employee who did not get paid. Okay. And for a black company to be able to say that after 43 years is quite an accomplishment as hard okay. as it is okay, and still is to get advertising. But no, I didn't maintain those records. So my archivist uh, is thrilled every week when she comes across somebody who might have a piece of my history. Okay. Mm. And trying to reassemble it and pull it in. And I'm surprised, um, you know, just <laughs> the uh, other day, uh, somebody went in their garage and mm-hmm. they sent me a video of me going to a nabob function with Quincy Jones. Uh, okay. He and I went to the nabob function that evening and uh, this person uh, had a copy of somebody interviewing us. Okay, mm-hmm. and we were talking about James Brown was being honored that evening, and Quincy Jones and I are standing there and we're talking about it. And then uh, the whoever it was that was interviewing us said, "Well, we hope that you all have a, a great uh, time this evening on your date." And I said, "Well, this isn't really a date." And Quincy Jones said, "It is a date." Okay, I was like, "Oh, this is <laughs> that sounds about right." <laughs> oh wait, a date. That's on brand. Wait, Quincy Jones, a black woman. What happened? What happened? What happened? Right, it was his story. Exactly. <laughs> it was his story. Okay. Wow. And so um and so we're kind of piecing it together, uh, Quest Love out because no, I didn't maintain it. I threw the shit away, quite frankly. Excuse my language, okay? Oh no. Because I feel you. I feel you. I couldn't afford storage, okay? And I didn't have any place and you know, if I had any extra space, I was trying to put an employee in it. You just weren't thinking that you were making history. I still don't think. Listen, I still don't think that I'm making history. I'm very honored. Okay, I am very honored uh, when someone says to me, "You are still the only." That's the crazy part. You are literally still the only black woman with the most (laughs) radio and TV. Like, there's nobody. That's crazy. And you don't. You don't. I agree. The other thing is, quite frankly, um, I think that what happens so often is that uh, if we believe our good press, then we get upset with our bad press, okay? And so I'm kind of no press, okay? I have read very few articles about myself. This archivist is like, oh, look at this. 
And I was like, where was that? And she was like, well, this was in so-and-so magazine or newspaper. And I was like, I never saw that. She said, well, you should have seen it. <laughs> okay, it was front page. Or it was what, when I became the uh, general manager of WHUR, it was front page business uh, section of the mm-hmm. Washington Post. It was years afterwards that I actually saw it because I try not to concentrate on me as much as I try to concentrate on the mission. Wait, guys, this is a historic moment. So we've been doing this. We've been doing this for like, what, six years now? Yeah. The running joke is with these guys always ambushing me with love and accolades or flowers or whatever. Oh, flowers. Right. I was, I've been, I was previously notorious for not ever wanting, same thing as you, never read the press, never read the comments, never. But, you know, I also had to learn in the last year that, you know, especially with black people, but um, people in general just don't celebrate themselves. And, you know, it's, but I, I understand that because we were programmed to, Keep going. Yeah, it, we were we were programmed to just like stay small, stay out of trouble, don't cause too much trouble, don't bring you know attention to yourself, and also like you know if we celebrate ourselves, then we'll get big headed and whatnot. And I would personally like us to think about at least more more refocusing that part of our history and accept. Wow, I'm actually forcing someone to accept flowers on Questlove Supreme. Are you going to concentrate more on, on yourself? Uh, I'm being forced to, because everywhere I go, I got people forcing me to celebrate myself. So, yeah, I give in. I, I've, he said you too. Right. I think but, everyone on this Zoom could could do well from accepting some flowers. Everybody. Everybody on, this, everybody on this Zoom is a very humble person who's very successful and very well, good at what they do. Anyone with 56 radio stations and their own television network, uh, I think right. definitely needs to, you know. We're, we're up to 68. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Flag. Get your shit straight. Flag. Oh. I want to ask you, Ms. Kathy. So what to you in the in the era now of like podcast and, you know, everything being kind of on demand with, you know, streaming and everything, what to you is the purpose of radio in 2023? Well, I don't think the purpose has changed, uh, particularly when you talk about radio that's geared specifically to the Black community. Um, We are very research-oriented, and we consistently in our research, the the listeners say second only to the Black church in terms of credibility. I think, you know, I I just concluded a campaign that brought me so much joy over the last two weeks about Stevie Wonder's happy birthday. Yes. I, I triggered uh, press, international, national press. I uh, triggered so many individuals realizing that you don't go to a Black function and don't hear the Stevie Wonder version. And most people have no idea that they're not singing the lyrics, that the lyrics to that song is one of the most beautiful points hey, hey. that Stevie has ever written. Okay. Oh. Because, okay, just fabulous tribute to Dr. King, but more importantly, it was a protest song because the U.S. Congress would not make their holiday. Exactly. And the movement was dwindling and and really on life support. And that song really resurrected. And it was very special to me because that's the same year that we went into business 
Christmas that he released um, uh, hotter than uh, hotter July. Than July. Uh, okay, hotter than July was the uh, uh, LP that the song was on. The birthday song was on, and it even triggered Stevie. Stevie did a um, uh, Instagram a live talking about how you know things haven't changed in forty years. I was so proud of that. I still want my company to be mission driven. I mm -hmm. still want there to be a message in our music. I still want there to be content in our narrative that really makes people stop to think. And so, you know, to be able to continue doing this, I think is what keeps the relevance, the importance of Black on radio alive. Mm -hmm. And so even with technology, the reality is one time I had to compete against iHeart. I had to compete against AM, FM. I had to, now I actually compete against my actual listeners. My listeners do their own playlists. My listeners think that they're great DJs. Uh, my listeners, so not only am I competing against corporations, yeah. I'm competing against the people that I'm trying to serve. Yeah, but mm -hmm. as long as they keep coming back, I realize that they are, without saying it, recognizing that we do the value. They recognize the value, and that value, you know, we're we're very emotional. One of the things that kills a lot of old black folks is they go to the same doctor for forty years. The doctor don't even see that they got cancer. Okay, because he's so used to hearing them complain, and Sister Sarah did been coming here forty years. Okay. We don't, we're not real quick to change certain things. Mm -hmm. We don't change mm -hmm. preachers. We don't change doctors. Barbers, we don't change. Yeah. We don't change our hair pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny it you said Barbara, uh, Fonte. <laughs> but it is Never mind. Sad. I need to get on that one. Yeah. It seems like Black radio is getting smaller and smaller, and the youth are not going to have the relationship that, like, maybe we had as far, because people don't realize, and that black radio is different. And two, and you could please speak to this, they don't realize that black radio is different in the sense of its relationship with community, rock, jazz, country radio. None of these kind of genre stations have to have a direct connection to the community, go to schools, do be in it. It's, it's so, it's sad in a way. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and the relationship has changed. That's Urban One Honors that aired, you know, on Martin Luther King's birthday uh, last night, okay, mm -hmm. it did uh, a 50-year tribute to hip-hop. And the relationship, when they came out there with the young man with the radio on his shoulder, it just kind of warmed my heart to realize and remember the days where people would carry boom boxes on their shoulders, okay, all right, yeah. be on roller skates, all right, I mean, went to bed with the boom box, okay, right. that radio was like, uh, uh, you know, Almost like a chalice is to a Catholic priest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was With a like sitting in there waiting to hit record. That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's changed, and and certainly with technology. Um, but technology also, even though it's brought on a different level of competition, also has made it easier. Uh, for us in so many ways because of voice tracking, because of being able not to have to be at a certain, like, like our gathering right now, we're all over the country. We're all right. in different Okay. And yet we're having this podcast the same as 10 years ago, we would have all had to have been assembled 
in your studio, okay, looking at each other, you know. Um, um, so it's helped with the delivery of the product. But I really am not pessimistic about the future. I think it will change. Mm-hmm. I think that that um, certain things are already changing. Uh, I'm very dismayed over the fact that when I started out, there were almost 400 Black-owned radio stations. Now there are about 100 and uh, 32 Black-owned radio stations, and 68 of them belong to me. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Based on what you would have to get up at four in the morning five in the morning to do in the bathroom has is is that human being that's looking in the mirror with the brush is she satisfied with the path that the universe has given her and is there anything else left to to explore or conquer i want to come back and talk about tv Okay, because okay, I want to do a second podcast. I like the podcast because I've got very strong opinions about television and how it's really changing our perception of who we are as people. Wait, actually, okay, okay. all right, this is important. I really want to come back and talk about that. Okay. Um, give us a preview real quick, because now you you gave us a little bit. You got to give us more. Yeah, I was like, what don't I know? It's I mean, night and day. The reality is foreign countries see us through the eyes of movies and television shows. And our portrayal, one of the reasons that I am still the only network in this country that will air the Cosby show, because that ensemble, that is not forgiving what Bill did, what he did was despicable. But that show more accurately portrayed Black life in America than any show has ever 
And that ensemble should not be punished because of the wrongdoing of one human being. I don't want the Chinese who only see housewives of Atlanta to think that that's what black women are about. Uh, mm. Fighting with each other, screaming and hollering. The way media right now, <laughs> the media is dogging Biden. The reason Hillary Clinton never got elected president of the United States would lose to somebody who couldn't even construct a sentence <laughs> was because of the media dogging her like, and in my opinion, she was more qualified to be the president than her husband was qualified to be the president. <laughs> Nobody had done what Hillary had done. But the media now no longer is covering the news. It creates the news and it decides, particularly as it relates to people of color, what's important and what we should be thinking and what we should be doing. Okay, but anyway, that's a whole nother podcast that I hope that you will invite mm. me back to. Because I think, mean, okay, <laughs> you I'm might take that one. Okay, because if we don't get it under control, all right. I do not know what's going to happen to the future of us. All if right. For y'all, we wouldn't know black girls be missing. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you, TV One. Okay. And, and so very important. But to your question, no, yes. I have no regret, regrets. There is absolutely nothing that I would do differently other than have more than one child. Okay. I really, really, really wished um, that I had, I had him so young and it was so, you know, traumatizing and, and so scary for me, quite frankly, but I should have adopted. I should have made it possible for more than just Alfred to benefit from the blessings of this media conglomerate that God has blessed me to be able to, to build. I have adopted uh, individuals like Laia, I have, you know, <laughs> other individuals that, that I have, you know, been a big aunt to or a godmother or a grandmother, but I wish that I had biological, okay, heirs. Do you mind me interrupting real quick? I just want to say this, because we've been through a lot in these 40 years, something years that you know me, but be clear, the only reason I wanted to be in radio is because my godmother had a best friend named Kathy Hughes who owned radio stations. Be clear, the first radio job I ever got was at 12 years old when I volunteered at WLWMMJ, your first radio station. And be clear that when I went to Clark Atlanta University, you were the one that made the call to Dr. Gloria James and said, she needs an internship at WCLK. So thank you. And to be clear that I had the best all-female morning radio show on Radio One. Shout out to Shamara. <laughs> <laughs> you just closed the show. I, I, I know. I, that was I, like, I, that's like some mic drop Laia version. There, there's nothing else I can no, say. I, be clear. I, I want to know about Sugar and Bill not saying anything. <laughs> we don't say much. We try to, we, we, we know when to talk. Yeah, and no, you said you were single. That was my only question. So uh, <laughs> I don't have any more questions. Yeah. Uh, I want to know, Miss Kathy, is there anybody that you want on Unsung that you haven't, you know, been able to get yet? You have, a, you have an Unsung wish list, rather. Does Stephanie finally give in yet? No, no. I know of the, of the fifty mentioned. I love them, right. and their position with me has been: we're not unsung. And I was like, that's not the purpose, okay, right. of the show, okay? And I said, well, would you at least do Uncensored? Uh, but, yeah, I do have, right, uh, and they top my list. Every year we we pitch them. We oh. have pitched them every year. We okay? had them on this show. Wow. 
they I mean, they they actually were trendsetters. Yeah. And, and I think that that story needs to really be told. And because I was such always and still am such big fans of them. I mean, look how long the marriage has endured. OK, right. it's hard. OK. All right. Yeah. I mean, Okay, that's very rare. Okay, and I mean, remember when Smokey and Claudette um, married? Right, exactly. That didn't work. Okay, it's hard to do what they have accomplished. The fifth dimensions are, <laughs> and See, so you uh, you have to create a format, a show called Trendsetters, or at least the title <laughs> will cater to the ego of the artist. Because I've heard artists say, "Well, I'm not unsung, so I'm not doing it." Because I think in their mind, they think like unsung means failure. But no, it just means yeah, that it's over. Yeah. It means that you didn't get your just recognition. Yeah. It should have been more. Mm-hmm. There it should be called flowers. More. Yeah. Yeah, there should have been more. I thank you all for this opportunity. I like doing a podcast. I knew you would. <laughs> thank you. We knew it. What did you want? I told this, you. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna I like it. This is going to be the Kathy Hughes podcast next week for sure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You guys, sorry, sorry to break news to you this way, but yeah, Kathy's taking over, so I appreciate it. No, when you when you retire, Questlove, can I fill in? Absolutely, it's yours. Oh. You can you buy us out right now. Okay, yeah. you know, well, I got witnesses now. Okay, I got witnesses. Pick us up. Sorry, iHeart. I, yes, I've sold. I just made a deal. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, Negotiated family on good faith. It's all good. And Chris yeah. Love, in closing, I know that you don't like the flowers, you don't like the accolades, but I'll take the flowers. Okay. The, the things that you have done in your career have been exemplary. Okay. I thank you for who you are, not just professionally, but, but personally. Um, like I thank said, you. to me, it's not about, you know, establishing yourself as a celebrity or, you know, any of the rest is really about who you are as a human being, because in the end analysis, that's all we came here naked. We're going to leave out of here naked. And uh, the only thing we have is that which we have done to help other individuals and your record stands for itself. So thank you. I'm truly honored and truly honored to meet you guys, particularly the one that's interested in me being single. And you mentioned naked. So (laughs) all right, Sugar Steve. Bill, Fonte, and Laya. This is another episode of Quest Love Supreme. Thank you very much. The great Cap Hughes. We are signing off. Thank you. Quest Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.